this is the 4-H Scoop, a podcast of the Jackson County 4-H Club. Hi, my name is Desiree Whitaker, and today we will be showing you one of the speeches that was given at the Northeast District Project Achievement to show off some of the public speaking skills that 4-H helps you achieve. So today we're going to be talking about the differences between the American and German political systems. I was in the international category at DPA this year, and the reason I chose this subject topic is because I'm 18 now. I'll be voting in the next elections coming up, and just last year in 2021, Germany had their chancellor elections, and that's kind of what inspired me to make my speech about this subject. And some of the research that I had to do was a lot of Google, just so much Google research that I had to do. And I talked to my friend from Germany. I got a lot of information from him. And then Mr. Jonathan helped me with a lot of my research as well. And now the speech. So sit back and relax. Enjoy the show. First, I would like to discuss a little bit of history, starting with American history. The Declaration of Independence was signed in 1776, and the first president was President George Washington. The Constitution was established in 1787, and it was amended 27 times. There are three branches of government, the legislative, executive, and judicial branches, which are also established in the Constitution in 1787. They have a two-party system consisting of the Republican and Democratic parties. Next, I would like to talk a little bit about some German history, starting with their first chancellor of the Federal Republic of Germany, Konrad Anador. It was first formed in 1949, a few years after the Second World War. The basic law of the Federal Republic of Germany, or the German Constitution, was established in 1949, and the Berlin Wall came down in 1989, and East and West Germany were reunited shortly after in 1990. It is a multi-party system and has three branches of government just like we do. Next, I would like to discuss the three branches, starting with the legislative branch of the United States. The legislative branch is led by the Speaker of the House and Vice President. It is established by Article 1 of the Constitution and the House of Rep- consists of the House of Representatives and the Senate, which is Congress. It has the authority to enact legislation and declare war. They have the right to confirm or reject many presidential appointments, and they have the ability to introduce a new bill. It is the only part of government that can make new laws or change existing laws, and its House members are re-elected every two years it must be at least 25 years old. Senators serve a six-year term, and one-third of the Senate is elected every two years so that the Senate is not changed out all at once, and senators must be at least 30 years old. Next is the Bundestag, which is the legislative branch of Germany. The legislative branch is headed by the president of the Bundestag, which is second to the federal president, but just before the chancellor. Germany has a bicameral parliamentary system consisting of the Federal Council, the Bundestag, and the Federal Diet, the Bundestag. It has 16 federal states, Landtags, that are responsible for appointing members. They hold four-year terms, and they have the law-giving power of Germany, and they are most similar to our Senate and House. Next is the executive branch, headed by the President of the United States, and he also acts as Commander-in-Chief of the Armed Forces. The executive branch is responsible for implementing and enforcing laws written by Congress and appoints heads of the federal agencies, including the cabinet. Some of the federal agencies that they appoint 
heads to is the Department of Defense, the Environmental Protection Agency, and the Social Security Administration. It was established under Article 2 of the Constitution, and they are responsible for the execution and enforcement of laws created by Congress. The president can serve two, up to two terms, four years each, just like his regular, regular presidential position. Next, we have the Bundesregierung, translated to federal government. It acts as the German executive branch. It consists of the chancellor and his prime ministers, and it consists of the fe- and the federal president is head of state. Although he is technically higher ranking than the chancellor is, he has a lot less power than the German chancellor does. The chancellor is head of government, and he forms his cabinet by telling the president who to appoint. Ministers can do what must be done in their section if it fits along with the chancellor's rules, and the chancellor will mediate and set up a vote if the cabinet cannot agree, and the federal president has the ability to appoint and dismiss judges. The federal president also decides when the elections take place for the Bundestag, and the federal president is elected by the federal convention, which is convened by the president of the Bundestag. Next, I would like to move on to the American Judicial Branch. Members of the Judicial Branch are appointed by the President and confirmed by the Senate, and it was established in Article 3 of the Constitution. Federal judges can only be removed through impeachment by the House of Representatives, and judges and justices serve no fixed term, generally a lifetime position or until retirement. The Supreme Court is head of the Judicial Branch, and and the number of justices is set by Congress, not the Constitution, which is not normal for other branches of government. Justices are nominated by the President and confirmed by the Senate. Next, I would like to talk about the German judicial branch called the Bundesverfassungsgericht, known as the Federal Court of Justice. It was established in 1950 in Karlsruhe, Germany, and it acts as the final court of appeal. They will only accept facts shown in the lower courts unless a procedural error has been pointed out. An example of that is if the law is trying to get passed and it doesn't abide with the basic law, the court will not look at that themselves. Someone who will have to come up while court is in session to show this procedural error. The court is also responsible for ensuring adherence to the basic law and proceedings may be brought before the federal court, constitutional court, in the event of disputes regarding the basic law. The court is not a political body. Its sole standard of review is the basic law. Now that we have discussed and clarified what the different branches are and do, let's discuss some of the most important leaders of each country, starting with the President of the United States. Our current president is President Joe Biden, and he was elected in the 2020 elections. He is the head of state and commander-in-chief of the armed forces. He is the chief of state and the chief diplomat, meeting with other worlds, such as the German Chancellor or, like, the Queen of England. He is titled as the Guardian of the Economy, and he appoints judicial members approved by the Senate. The President needs his right-hand man, or in this case, his right-hand woman, which is Vice President Kamala Harris. Some of her roles and responsibility as Vice President is to be President of the Senate and to have the ability to take over as President in case he can no longer perform his duties. She presides over and clarifies, certifies the tally of electoral college votes after a presidential election has taken place, and she is an acting advisor to the president. She represents the president in public and ceremonial events as well. Now that we know about the American president and his vice president, let's discuss the chancellor of the Federal Republic of Germany, 
The Chancellor, or the Bundeskanzler, which is now Olaf Scholz, who took office in December of 2021, has a responsibility to be the chief executive of the country and the true head of government. He also determines who serves on his cabinet and the number of cabinet ministers. The German Chancellor is also responsible for all government policies. Moving on to the German Vice Chancellor, or the Vice Kanzler, which is head by Robert Herbach. Some of his responsibilities as Vice Chancellor is to be the Deputy Head of the Government. He is unofficially titled the Vice Chancellor of the Federal Republic of Germany. His official title is actually the Deputy Head of Government. He's the second highest ranking cabinet member, and the Vice Chancellor may head cabinet meetings when the Chancellor is abroad. He also has the ability to use specific constitutional powers of the Chancellor in case the Chancellor is unable to perform his or her duties. In conclusion, I would like to talk about some of the important topics of the most recent elections. Starting with the American election that was held in 2020, um, I would like to discuss like healthcare, that was whether or not it should be free or people should still be paying for their healthcare, and then national security, immigration, and foreign affairs. The most notable thing from that was when President Trump was trying to build a wall between the US and Mexico. And then climate change and whether or not that is something we should be worried about and what we could be doing to help fix that. And lastly, I would like to talk about the most important topics from the German 2021 chancellor elections. First, their most important topic of this year was climate change and what they should be doing to help remedy that. One of their Things for that was water versus electric cars, and which would be better for the country. Germany does plan to be carbon neutral by 2040. And then some of the other really big uh, topics of their elections was digitalization of rural areas. Germany has is the second worst country when it comes to internet. And then lastly, it would be their rent and health systems with rent whether or not there should be a cap on how much private renters are able to charge for like their homes, land, rooms, stuff like that. And then their health system, mostly with trying to change the wage for nurses from minimum wage to something more livable. Thank you for listening, and tschüss. Thank you for listening to my speech. I actually got third place on this speech this year, which was my first time placing ever. Um, I hope this was a good insight to you on what it's like to present at District Project Achievement, and hopefully it'll inspire you to get more involved with your 4-H and maybe learn how to use public speaking skills yourself, and hopefully your 4-H advisors can help you with that as well. This has been the 4-H Scoop, a podcast of the Jackson County 4-H Club. Catch you on the flip side.